Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Funny Thing About Yoga. It is me and... Gianna Marie Gambino. Thanks for introducing me. You're welcome. Um, I'm very happy that we're together. How are you feeling? How was your day? Good. I went for a walk just now, and I brought my little dog. All right, that's enough. So as we were saying... um, (laughs) How are you? How are you? Okay, let's get to the main attraction. You want to be the star? What's going on in your life? How am I? What I mean, the question is, what's not going on in my life? Um, I'm good. I'm I'm, honestly a little tired. I taught this morning at 6.30. And then I taught at 8.30. Okay, and then no I one cares about this either. 12. No, people do. People care about me. People want to be me. You have. People want to be me. Do you know what this is called? Narcissism. Thank you. And delusion. Let's say it together. Yeah, I actually I actually think I'm less narcissistic and more delusional. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. Maybe. Um I feel like we haven't podcasted in a while, just you and I, because we had a couple of guests in a row. We had a bunch so, of guests. So it is nice to kind of just sit down and honestly catch up in a way. So um, I love these episodes. Today we're doing a Q&A episode, which is always really fun because we get to interact with all of you guys. And it really means a lot to us when we get these questions and when we like know that people are listening and they want to, you know, contribute. So mm. if you didn't you, you, even know oh. that you could do this, go on our website, send us an email, a DM. You could always send your stories, questions, or whatever it is, and we'll answer it next time. You know what else I was thinking, G? What? I think the next poll that we should do for the podcast is, who do you like more? Why? And you want you, you want everyone to say you? So here's the thing, everyone. I know everyone likes Bradshaw better than me. That is not true. And that is I not don't... true. There's plenty of people that probably are like, he's annoying. I love her because they're homophobic. If you like Jenna Moore, you're homophobic. <laughs> you're... Yeah. So no, I'm, um, I'm can't wait to hear which, which one, which I'll just take it as you're homophobic. That's literally if we do the poll and you like Jenna, it's like you're homophobic. You probably would do that. That's the funny thing is you're not joking. <laughs> But I'm so realistic and anyone who's loyal to the pod, they know that I am a practical, realistic woman. And what am I? I, You are delusional. Definitely. Exactly. (laughs) Delusional, defiant, homosexual. That should be my next tattoo. No, but I really want to talk about this for one second, even though we're bantering too long. I actually talked about this in therapy. I'm like, I don't really feel jealousy. Like jealousy is not an emotion I feel like in any area of my life, but sometimes I do get a little annoyed that I'm like, you could roll in, get a couple LOLs (laughs) and, and I'm like in the background. That is not true. That's literally sounds so sad. And that is not true. And I do all the work to make everything Literally, happen. people, that is, okay. Okay, okay, okay here, here's okay, the thing. Okay, we, we said we're not going to be mean to each other. We we're literally said being, that to each no, other. No, we're not. This is not mean. This is reality fact. You know how I know? Because the podcast is growing. Like, we've we've gotten a lot of followers. But personally, no one's followed me. 
So everyone go follow me. Make me feel better. <laughs> Gianna, I follow you. Hey, this is actually, this is not a Q&A. This is just, we want everyone to follow Gianna. Her self-esteem is really fucked right now. She doesn't get jealous. She gets annoyed. Yeah, I get annoyed. And this well, is where I'm we like... are. <laughs> okay. Um, no, we love each other. We are... If you listen to the astrology, I just did that singing episode. Gianna, and literally on Zoom it said, "Are you playing music questions? Share your audio." <laughs> <laughs> He's the vocalist, everyone. Oh, have we ever played the game on the podcast? Are you a singer, actor, or dancer? Does it, what are you, Bradshaw? If you had to be a singer, today? actor, or dancer, what are you? Yeah, today I'm a triple you? threat. You're a triple threat. I'm a obviously. triple threat. That's literally I, okay. So one time Gianna got so mad at me because we were doing a training and for like <laughs> literally at 45 minutes, I asked all the trainees if they were a singer, dancer, actor, don't and why. even tell them you wasted and, and 45 why. minutes. Doing and then this. Gianna is like, are you telling me that that 45 minutes is going towards their training? And I said, absolutely. Because you want to know what it is thinking about self-discovery and your creativity is part of teaching. So don't be ignorant. He's actually annoying. And if you listen to that, you feel me. Um, I think I would have to be a dancer, but I would be the worst dancer because definitely can't hold a tune. No, you would have to be like, you would be really good at the thing. Oh, so, so this is like pretend, pretend I'm really good at it. Yeah. yeah. What if, why can't I be a model? Because that's not the question. Okay, fine. I'd also be a triple th threat and I'd be better at it than you. Singer, dancer, actor. <laughs> okay. Honestly, so you want to know what I think about? I'm like, what would the accolades be? You know what I mean? Like I would want the one where I get the most accolades. For you, you would want money and fame, obviously. Money and fame and accolades. I want all three. Did you see you there was, okay, there was this really funny TikTok of Megan Fox. Like people were like giving her questions. They're like, would you, after all you've been through, would you rather just be a normal person and not be famous? And she goes, I'm going to answer this honestly. Honestly, no. <laughs> good. Good for her. <laughs> I love it. She's like I, I want my fame. Yeah, she's no, like, I, I don't want. I don't want the fame. I know this feels contradictory because I just told everyone to follow me and I was feeling like I didn't get enough attention. <laughs> I think I just want acknowledgement. I don't want fame. I want acknowledgement. Okay. Well, the, the in all in all seriousness, Gianna does do all the back end. I know that's not surprising to you. Can I tell everyone about very, some of the back end that I'm working on? Yes. Okay. This is going to be brief, everyone, but we are doing a 200 hour teacher training in March of 2024. So that is March 2nd through the 10th. The, it's half in person. So that's this Nicaragua module where we will be doing a lot of the physical training and you'll, that be is outside of the, that's outside of the retreat. I just want to make sure people understand that. Yeah. We're I doing a retreat. Now you're confusing them because I'm just talking about the training. Well, so we're doing a training March 2nd through 10th, just a training in Nicaragua. And then to finish the 200 hour, there's a virtual component. Now, if you do not want to be a yoga teacher, like Bradshaw saying, we have a retreat that is just for you to rest, relax, have some fun in the sun. Also in Nicaragua, that's in February. So go to our website. We really don't have many spots for the retreat, but we do have some spots for the training. So check it all out on our website, kayayogaschool.com. And that's really all I want to say about that. I think we should, um, get to our questions. We have some good ones today. Are you ready? I'm more than ready. Okay. This first one is sort of simple. And now we've been getting our questions in from DMs. Like that's people's preferred way, I guess. So I'm just going to read this. Here we go. What would be the typical learning curve for someone just starting out in a yoga practice? 
very simple. It is really simple question, but it's also kind of um, there. I don't think there's a simple answer. Simple question. I don't think there's a simple answer. Agree. Uh, I think that it depends on a lot of factors, which is how many times are you practicing? Um, are you going to a studio where you're actually learning how to break things down and learning the fundamentals? I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. And what about um, like what style of yoga? Yeah, that's another that's huge a one. Big, yeah, big like question mark. I, I do believe that though, generally, if you're going to, uh, I'm just going to use maybe the general studios here in Chicago, from my experience, like you'll have a, you know, a pretty good sense of what's going on in a month or so. If you're going three to four times a week, uh, mm-hmm. that's my, that's my feeling. But I also don't think it's anything that you like. it's a goal to learn how to do everything in a certain period of time. I think that so much of yoga is simply the experience you know, mm-hmm. not trying to execute and like, what's, what's the learning curve is like th- the learning curve is just learning how to be there mm-hmm. <laughs> and like have the experience you're having. Yeah. And there's so many things to learn in the yoga mm-hmm. practices. They're like, are you learning the postures? Are you learning mm-hmm. the Sanskrit? Are you learning actually how to move? Are yes. you learning, you know, there's so many different layers of learning that. Are you, you learning know, pranayama? Are yeah, you learning are you, philosophy? To be full, it's like, and, are you, sorry. Yeah. To be fully absorbed into mm-hmm. your practice and to be in that meditative state. So there's, there's so many things Questions. to unravel to like kind of like peel back these layers of an onion so to speak and so when you're new to the practice i think that learning curve is just to like help you feel comfortable showing up like that's what i would say for mm-hmm. for the beginner years just like learn enough to feel comfortable and confident to just show up but you're always going to be learning, even if mm-hmm. you can, you know, handstand on your fingertips on a mountain, like you're still, there's still another layer of the onion to peel back. So mm-hmm. I think it's like an endless journey, which I kind of know sounds like really oh, could sound overwhelming, but in the very beginning, don't put a time frame on it. Just give yeah. yourself some grace and be compassionate with yourself as you, uh, settle in and show up and just try to like put the pieces together of feeling confident enough on your mat where you can move through maybe an hour or 90 minutes of practice and and be a sponge absorb it all take it in mm-hmm. and exactly. yeah there's, there's just no time frame on on that but what I love and recommend especially if you are practicing vinyasa I would find a studio that does a beginner series so that you can have things broken down, become familiar with the Sanskrit, become familiar with, you know, what is a warrior one? What is a warrior two? And so the basics. Yeah, yeah. What is a sun salutation a, and you know, so on. I do and- think that's helpful. Of course. I unfortunately think I'm not a lot of studios do that. So my other piece of advice is if you can't, find something where they're doing like a beginning series is just go and observe you know like I feel like so many people learn from just watching people around them and like it's okay to know you have to do the class you can't just sit on your mat and observe no I know that I know that but you look at someone and then you do that thing yeah no do you do you disagree no I think in the very beginning because of almost like a lack of that foundations that we're talking about like that's Mm -hmm. very much what happens is 
is usually beginners will set up in the back and observe the people in front of them. But I just want to clarify, because I think there was one moment on the podcast where I actually just had this man try to sit on his mat and watch all these women in mm-hmm. front of him. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, that's no. You, you like that, that crosses line. Like you have to participate in some way. Mm-hmm. Like this is a group fitness for a reason or group activity for a reason, um, group practice for a reason. You can't just watch. I'm not saying I'm saying do it, but like observe, like you're doing the thing, yeah. but you're looking around, you're figuring it out. Like I, I do think that that's a lot of it. That, I mean, that is definitely part of it, but I also love, remember the moments when you're finally like, oh, I'm not paying attention to anyone else around yeah. me. I think when you get to that point when you stop looking at everyone else mm-hmm. and you get to the point of like just being so absorbed into your own practice and moving with the breath and all of that, I feel like that's when you know maybe that you've gone past that beginner stage. Yeah. I think that's a good point. So, so I wish we could have a concrete answer, but I just want to end by saying, be patient with yourself, put in the time, reach out to people who can help you, whether it's one-on-one or these beginning big, the beginner series. And, um, don't try to put a time limit on it. Just really know that like, this is a lifelong journey and whether it takes you two classes or 20 that, you know, it's all progress. Exactly. It is. And enjoy the process. Okay. So now we have a Another question that could be a sort of two-part question. And we got, um, this message is like very, very specific with personal details. So I want to summarize it as best as I can. Okay. So essentially this question is about rest days. The person is asking, how do you know when to take a rest And should you have rest days between yoga practices? And then also there's this like second like tandem question about soreness and pain from practicing and whether or not that's the indicator of when you need to rest. Yeah. I mean, I think that a little sore, uh, well, let's go to the first question, which is rest days. I do think that so much of yoga is learning when to back off. And learning Mm -hmm. when to take time and learning when to rest. I think that's really hard when you first start practicing because it's so exciting, Mm -hmm. you know, like doing something new and you want to go every day and like you're so invested. And I think that's great. But I think if you're, I think that like any workout, like any, anything where you're moving your body, Mm -hmm. seven times a week is probably too much. So I think two rest days a week is good. So two days on, one days off. That's that's your. Yeah. So two days on Um, one day off, three days on one day off, take the weekends off. I mean, it's going to be different for every person, but it also depends on the style of yoga that you're doing. So, you know, if you're doing a restorative class and like, it's like do the restorative class every day, it's going to be fine. But if you're doing something vigorous um, and you're saying that you may have some shoulder stuff going on, some wrist stuff, that's not horribly painful, but still a little irritating that, you know, one to two times a week is, is I think beneficial. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think this is super dependent on the style of yoga and what the focus is in your yoga practice. I have, maybe my beliefs are similar to you in a sense, but I think I vary a little bit too, where I think of yoga as like daily maintenance 
And you should be able to do it daily. If you're practicing mm-hmm. to a point where you are getting super sore or you're feeling pain or discomfort, then maybe you're overdoing certain things. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, when you're doing a physically demanding practice, like a power or a vinyasa two, three, especially if you're learning a new skill, like shoulder stand, handstand, arm balances, things like that. Um, uh, I meant, I meant to say forearm stand, forearm stand, handstand, headstand, all the, like anything that requires a little bit more technique and skill that maybe you're investing more time and your physicality and effort and energy into, of course, you're going to be more sore. But if you're talking like general yoga practice, I think of that more as daily maintenance, like only doing as much as you can handle so that you can do it every day without pain, discomfort, and soreness. Now, like Bradshaw said, and this is where it's nuanced. If you are, are doing more of that vigorous stuff, then of course it becomes more like a physical workout and you mm-hmm. do need rest days. Those are obvious. I would then say like on those days where you're not doing a physical practice, maybe like meditate for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like are yeah, there incorporate, incorporate something else in the yoga practice. That's not physical. Yeah. Just like a restorative or just a seated meditation or, mm-hmm. you know, something. And it does not, your practice never really has to be 60, 75 or 90 minutes. Like you can keep your daily maintenance going with just a one minute meditation start there. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of times we forget that yoga is so much for the mind and the nervous system. And so depending on how you use it, just adapt where you need to. I love that. In general, like if you ever feel pain or discomfort, that's like, yeah, that's this, that's your body talking to you. And the yeah. body holds so much wisdom. And oftentimes we don't know how to listen to it. And so like Bradshaw said, really becoming in touch with the body and all that it's saying to us, will start to take that information and use it to help honor ourselves. So connecting to the body, listening to the voice, the body talks, we just need to listen, will help us inform where we go next. Are Mm -hmm. you pushing too hard? Are you practicing from ego? Are you practicing from a space of uh, care and tenderness? And are you doing this to punish yourself? Or are you doing this to nourish yourself? Mm. Um, And so these are all poignant questions. And I encourage anyone who is dedicated to their physical asana practice to ask themselves those questions and to really reflect on like, you know, what drives you to your practice? Why are you doing this? Are you taking care of yourself and so on? Yeah. I mean, I know from my own history that in the very beginning, I was pushing myself, pushing myself and I was practicing Mm -hmm. From you can also large... get burnt out that way. Yeah, I was practicing from, from ego. Let me get my leg behind my head. Let me get my handstand. Let me get this. Let me get that. I was like trying to collect all these new skills. And mm. I just practice so much differently these days where. Um... Well, well, one of the main things is you don't practice with clothes on anymore. <laughs> if you do follow me, if you're one of my five followers on Instagram, um, <laughs> you might know that like my practice these days looks a little bit more like just meditating for 10 minutes and then a tiny bit of movement, like 10 minute meditation, 20, 30 minutes of movement. And 
you know, then I go for a walk and I take care of myself in other ways and, and so on. But, you know, I could still, I still have my skills. I'll, I'll, I'll pop them out when I want to. And it just has become its own little thing. That's like, you know, my handstand practice is not my yoga practice. It's a different practice in and of itself, you know? Yeah, totally. How about you? Did you ever have the phase where you were like practicing every day and burning out? I had a, at the beginning, I was practicing a lot, 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 all the time, sometimes twice a day. Um, mm. But then I started just getting burnt out and tired and injuring myself because I was pushing myself too hard. Mm-hmm. Like a little, again, this, I think it's honestly, I really think it's simple. Like if you find that you're constantly sore <laughs> and mm-hmm. that you're injured, even if they're little injuries, it's time to take a rest day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like you simplifying it that way. It's like it's to, to, just in, like in that's closing, it. In, in closing, closing, like that's it. You know what I mean? You you know in your gut, you know yeah. in your gut. So, and again, that that like if you you know part of the yoga practice is knowing when to back off. In my opinion, yeah, it's knowing when to like not constantly you know be not get obsessed, not be um attached literally attached attached to it whether it's a physical goal or the or Mm -hmm. you know your daily ritual but what was the second part of the question about pain there was like this so the the question asker (laughs) went on about like uh practicing handstands and shoulders hurting and being super sore and doing that daily and when to know back off i think this kind of like leads into just like knowing where your edge is and mm-hmm. like, you know, working up some, to that. And sometimes you need to cross your edge to realize where the edge is and that's okay mm-hmm. too. But you know, on, in reality, sometimes crossing that edge can result in some injuries. Mm-hmm. So you need to be really mindful. Uh, I would also like to say that there's a like I have one simple answer for this. There's a very, dis- there's a very big difference between discomfort and pain being a little uncomfortable, being a little sore is different than like, ow, my shoulder hurts when I do handstands. Mm-hmm. If it's like an out shooting pain, sharp, sharp, something's not okay. Yeah. Back off. I think when we're teaching or even after class, that's one of the biggest questions that we'll get asked, especially in a yin class. Like some people will ask me after class because you're holding poses for a really long time. They'll be like, this kind of hurts, you know, let, let's take middle split. They call it dragonfly or Upavishta Konasana. Um, people are like, it kind of hurts when I'm folding in this for so long. And I'm like, well, like which layer of the split are you in? If you're like all the way down here and you're getting that pinch sensation or like the ow, this doesn't feel good memo. That's the body talking. That's what I was kind of saying. That's the body telling you, okay, this is not the layer you should pause on. Maybe bring your hands up, bring the chest up, find the layer. You want to, you want to walk up to your edge without spilling over the waterfall. Mm -hmm. And so you definitely cross it or, or we all have crossed it here and there, but it's that inner wisdom that you'll cultivate with your practice. Cause honestly, Bradshaw, and I posted something on, on my Instagram the other day is like people have become so out of touch with their bodies that it takes a long time to build a trustworthy relationship with their bodies Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. even cues like like just do what feels good or you know do what your body says i'm like people 
people don't even know what they're about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like people, most people, and I, I hate to make a big sweeping generalization, but at least from my experience, don't know what what their body's saying. They don't know how to just listen to their body because they haven't spent the time to practice listening. And, you know, they're, they're just going, 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 feeding into the ego or the challenge, or, you know, how many times, especially if you're a yoga teacher out there, have you seen someone try to do a skill that's like three steps ahead from where they're at just because, Mm -hmm. you know, they want to be able to do the thing. Um, and so, yeah, so anyway, taking your time and slowly peeling back these layers to listen to your own internal wisdom is going to help you find the edge so that you never cross over that line of the pinching, mm-hmm. the owl, the injury, and so on. So once you find that line, you cultivate that mutually beneficial relationship where you know that your yoga practice is honoring your body rather than hurting you and adding to, you know, any other pain and discomfort that you have in life, you know, cause you come, you come to feel good, right? We don't want to mm-hmm. do the yoga to just feel worse leaving. Uh, once you find that, that line, it'll help bleed into everything else. You'll know when you need to rest, you'll know when you can keep with the daily movement, you, you'll know simple things. You'll know when to, uh, when to take a nap, you'll know when you need a walk, you'll know when you need a glass of water. So it ripples mm-hmm. off your mat and into so much of your intuition. It'll know when you need to stop eating because you're full and so on. Cause I think we all have just lost some kind of connection to that innate part of ourselves. Inner, yeah. Part of ourselves. And so it's something that the yoga practice is really, really great at giving us back. We, we get back that you know, autonomy and that connection to ourselves. And so it's a beautiful thing. I hope you all have found and experienced this in your life. And if not, hey, it's the practice is still never here. too late. Never too late. Keep with it. I there's mean, no learning I curve. There's I never tie this together. There's no learning. Yeah, there's no and, learning curve. And not only that, I never thought like it's never too late. I never thought I would fall in love on a podcast and I did. With me or yeah, with, Rose, Gianna, with my dog Rosie. No, Rosie's breath is disgusting. Um but she's a beautiful little dog. <laughs> she's literally insane. But those are those are two really uh, long-winded answers for two questions. But we yeah. hope that that helps. And uh, we always love hearing for you. So know that you can message Gianna on Instagram, me on Instagram, follow Gianna on Instagram. She's lonely. She has no friends. <laughs> um, uh, the funny the funny thing about yoga podcasts, like Kaya, there's so many ways to to. Uh, ask us questions. You can also ask questions on our website. So send us your questions, all things related to yoga, and we'll hopefully talk to you all soon. Yeah. And just a short reminder, we are taking a break for December. So any questions you ask, we'll be back in the new year. We will save those. We're ready for them. And in the meantime, go rate, review, subscribe. We have, you know, till the end of the month, we're giving away that t-shirt, but we love that you're here and listening and help support us by submitting those reviews. We love you, everyone. We love you. Happy holidays. Bye.